Bobamex Network Production. Bobamex fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Bobamex app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mackles Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out at BTOsports.com and save yourself money. And uh, great guys uh, down there, BTO Sports KTM team with Short, Millsaps, and Brayton, of course, coming to Anaheim 1 near you. Anything you need for your biker body, BTOsports.com has it. And also, too, you can uh, check out the, for OEM parts, too. they got OEM parts now. Brand new mobile phone-friendly website and uh, terrific guys to deal with if you're international too use the code save some money fox racing presented by fox racing foxhead.com new flex air 2016 flex air uh, gear in the dealership now you'll see pro circuit be ruined fox soon at anaheim which is a big deal for those guys and if your dealer doesn't carry fox and i suggest you get a new dealer because uh, fox is where it's at for these guys foxhead.com with me on the line Washugal National winner, former factory Suzuki rider, uh, top privateer in the 25 Nationals, Team Tam, um, great uh, great results over many years of racing, and we're happy to have A.J. Whiting on the line. A.J., what's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm really good. Really good. Um, things are going pretty good, I guess. You know, I, I'm having a good time. I, I stay with the watching all the supercrosses and everything, so mm-hmm. I try to stay up on it. Yeah, so you're still into it. You're still following it and everything else. That's cool. Yeah, very much. Very uh, much so. When's the last time you rode? You still ride or anything? Um, it, it's been a couple of years. I was riding there for a little while. Uh, I tried to ride the last uh, uh, LACR when, before they closed. Oh, okay. And, um, I went down the first turn and kind of messed my knee up, so I just pulled <laughs> off. But, I like, had to go to work the next day, you know. Yeah, you're like, I remember these days. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> How is the body after all those years of racing? Oh, is everything all right? Um, yeah. I mean, everything's good. I, I I wake up a little bit stiffer in the morning than I usually did. Right, right. But, but every, other than that, I'm I'm good. Right, right, right. Where are you living? Still like northern L.A. area? Still that? I saw 661 area code, so I'm guessing you're, you haven't strayed far from up there? Yeah, we're. I'm living up in Palmdale. Oh, Palmdale. Palmdale, okay. California. Yeah. Cool. Um, hey, um, so yeah, like you said, so do you go to Supercrosses at all? Do you go to any nationals, or do you just watch it on TV? Well, I, I, got, I try to I try to hit some of the Anaheim Supercrosses. Yep. I hit one or two, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I just watch all the nationals and stuff on TV. Right, right. Um, I still enjoy it. They're going a lot faster now. The equipment's <laughs> a lot better than it was back then. Yeah, what if someone told you in RM125 days that uh, – Hey, they're going to be uh, all on four strokes. You would have been like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. I would have, I would have been just like, "What? Yeah, four strokes? What are you talking about?" 
Hey, and when you go to Anaheim too, what about the show they put on now too, right? Like the fireworks and the opening ceremonies and the, you know, just everything. So much different from back in your day. Oh, way different. I mean, it, it's a, it's an actual show now. Um, back then they were, they were working on all that stuff. They had fireworks and they had the guys coming out and everything. And, um, but it, it's, uh, totally different now. You grow up, uh, when you started riding, do you grow up like, um, Valencia area somewhere around there? Do I have it right? Or like, cause you're always sponsored by answer and I know they were up there and I thought, Holly, Jim Holly told me that he raced against you a lot up there. Uh, was that where you kind of grew up around that area? Yeah. Um, no, I grew up actually, um, I, we had a place up in Aguadolce, California. Okay. Um, and then, uh, then I also grew up, I grew up down in Sherman Oaks basically. And I went to Grant high school. And, okay. Um, so that's kind of where, where, yeah. where I started. I raced at Indian Dunes. Um, enjoyed it pretty sad that it closed down but yeah it, it was it was a fun uh fun some fun tracks over there so you coming up as an 80 guy you were a fast 80 guy this is this is kehoe holland and those dudes right which you would be teammates with them later on but i imagine that's the kind of era brooks yeah they they kind of came up after i did oh, okay. i was a, i was more with uh ward mm-hmm. uh Scoff, yeah yeah and, and, and uh, those guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Holly. Yeah. Maybe that's where Holly told me about that. We're racing against you. And those are the days too, that you could race five times a week, right? Yeah. Well, we'd race Friday nights and uh, we'd go Saturdays down the Saddleback and then we'd go to uh, our race at Indian Dunes on Sundays or mm-hmm. go to Carlsbad on Sundays. Or, um, but those, those were the fun days. I, I had a good time racing them. You were, um, were you always a Yamaha guy the whole time? I know early on in your pro career you were. And when I first heard of you, you know, I'm 41. When I first started hearing, hearing about you, it was the 84 season when you were on a Honda. But I remember back in the in the day you were always on Yamahas. Was it Yamaha support? Like once you started doing some making some noise locally and things like that, did Yamaha give you some support? Yeah. Um, actually, we kind of went through a, it was a place called Van Nuys Cycles. Yep. And, um the one of the guys over there got us hooked up with Yamaha and so then Yamaha started giving us bikes and ran the world minis um it was 9 to 11 champion and mm-hmm. then, uh then I started getting once I got into high school and everything I got once I broke out of high school I went straight into the uh AMA Nationals and Supercrosses and stuff and we didn't when we started we didn't have uh like 125 yeah. And, yeah. or the 250s now. I know. Um, it, you you just went straight to the you went straight to the, you know, supercrosses and straight straight into the 250 class. I know, crazy, right? Like Jeff Ward, he's yeah. 4 foot whatever, you know, 5 feet tall. Just here you go, kid. Here's a 250 here's a 250. We'll race against Barnett and Hannah and all those guys. Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. But they uh Wardy did good for himself. Yeah. For yeah, sure. no doubt, right? Um, so early on you're hitting the nationals, uh, are you full privateer? Um, how, what kind of support are you getting? Like, are you on a team? I know you got team Tam later, but as a Yamaha guy, were you just doing the nationals on your own? Because when you look at the racer X results, plenty of top 10, 125 nationals. Yeah. The, I, I, as I think it was 81, I got out of high school. So mm-hmm. we started on the nationals right, right then. 
and uh, Yamaha helped us out. They gave us some support with bikes and parts and um, a little bit of money to help us along, and we just tried to hit the Nationals and, and try to, you know, place in the top ten. And then uh, it went from there to Team Tam in 84. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, you know, I'm top privateer yeah. quite a few years. Now, um, when Team Tam and all those guys, yeah, when Team Tam comes on to you, this is a guy out of Ohio, right? He's a car parts guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I mean, it's been a while, but yeah, uh, Alan King was on the team. Hicks, I think you, Hicks, John Welchel, Tom Carson was maybe this was Carson era too. Uh, he, I'm not sure about Carson. Yeah, Th- this uh, the so in '84. Mike, you and Mike Byer, so Wardy and O'Mara are full full work spikes, and for the most of the season they're one and two in in whichever order. And you and Mike Byer had a battle to the death for third place. He got you, but uh, that was yeah. a pretty good season for you. Yeah, it, it was fun. Um, the battles the battles we had were, were were was a lot of fun. But um, he uh, him and it was usually him and I that yeah. were battling out. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you get along with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got I got along with pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I didn't progress enough because I didn't have an, uh, <laughs> enough of a, aggression. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But um, I remember one year when I was with Suzuki. I think it was in '85. Mm-hmm. We were in Florida and uh, um, at Gainesville, Florida. And and Byer and I were racing, and I think a first lap or something or a second lap, I'm like my bike's like dying on me, mm-hmm. and it's running, but it's like laboring. And I guess the screw on the rear brake backed out. Oh, okay. So it was, the brake was on on the rear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I pulled in, and my brother was a mechanic at that time, and he was going to loosen up the bolt and try to redo it. Yep. And Kehoe's mechanic came up, and it was a cable back then. Oh, okay. The yeah, brake. yeah, sure. And he just cut the rear cable, and then I took off, and I was running that whole race with just the front brake. <laughs> and so, and I caught, I think I caught back up to fourth. Yeah, yeah. But, but that was that was, that was was an experience for me because you run with them guys just a front brake, it's it's pretty tough. And then slick part of the track and then there was a sandy part of the track. But yeah. It was fun. The, um, that when you look at your results from eighty four, so you and Byer, like I was saying, going back and forth, you had mm-hmm. a uh a fourteenth at Lakewood. Probably did you in right there for getting them for third overall, huh? Right. Do you remember right. what happened? Yeah. Um you know, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Kind of try to put that one, put those ones out of my head, and I was yeah. trying to keep the good ones in. Right. But, um, Which, yeah, that would have been the one that kind of killed me on the points. You got third at Hangtown, third at uh, at uh, Six Flags, which was outside of Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. Third at, uh, at the uh, at Broom Binghamton that year. So, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever like run with O'Mara and Wardy? Were there some times where you were on fire and 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 running with them, or was it they well, were? You know, I really tried. I really did. I really tried, but I mean, the I mean, bikes, they're, yeah, they're on the works bikes, bikes were totally right. different yeah. back then. You know, I mean, I'm riding a privateer bike with, you know, I mm-hmm. had uh, 
I actually R&D did the motor and stuff on it. And um, I, I tried to stay with them, but I yeah, mean... Yeah. Power wise and suspension wise, it wasn't it wasn't up to what they were. Yeah, they had. Well, and too, I mean, look, hey, they're multi time champions, some of the greatest in the sport has ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it, it's no shame in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you take you and Byer had the rest of the class kind of covered because if I remember right, it was it was just you two for the most part. You know, running third, fourth, fifth, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. In those years, uh, like eighty four and yeah. eighty five. 86 wasn't that great a year. Right. I mean, I kind of had some problems on with the bike and stuff. It wasn't as good as the 85 bike, but um, mm-hmm. I remember the Golden State Series in 86. Um, Suzuki, they wanted me to run the bike stock in at Carlsbad, and I was I was a little upset about that, and I apologize to Suzuki for it. But I mean, I was I was mad because I would catch everybody in the down section and right, turn right. and and then i'd get tapped back up the uphill and stuff so All right. i was just a little frustrated but it, how, i don't know how was your race yeah I still had fun. how was your 250 supercross game were you learning it were you better at motocross and supercross uh back then of course there's no test tracks there's no stuff to like pound out supercross laps at so how were you doing right. in supercross um i was it was me like I don't know. I was kind of more the guy that if I didn't get in in the in the semis, I'd be in the last chance, and then it'd be like me and Brooks battling or <laughs> something. And they only took, you know, they only took like one or two, yeah, yeah, yeah. one or two, you know. And that was another one in San Diego. I had a good time racing Brooks in the last chance qualifier, and I think we crossed the finish line like side by side. Oh yeah, and you could hear the crowd going. Yeah, crazy and stuff. But they in those days they never showed the last chance qualifiers. You know, they just yeah. showed the main events. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you were a, if you were a fan like me, I'm from Canada. Like you just never knew what happened because Cycle News, even Cycle News delivery wouldn't come, and you wouldn't. You just you had no idea what was going on at the races. Just oh well, all right. right. You know, the guy could be injured, guy could be sucking. It didn't matter. You just had no idea. Um, yeah. Did uh, so was Team Tam like it was kind of was it all right? I mean, did it pay you okay? Did things hold it together kind of that year, or <laughs> was it shaky? You know what? That was kind of funny. Um, it, we went the whole year, and you know, a lot of guys dropped off the team. Yeah, there was lots of stories and, about Team Tam. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think it was. Alan King and I mm-hmm. were the only ones left on that team, <laughs> and because yeah, he was doing we well going, too. Yeah, he was doing yeah, well. Yeah, we were going, yeah. we were going from race to race on not the greatest credit cards. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> trying to fill the trucks up and stuff to get to them, but right. it was, uh, it was an experience, that's for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. You guys looked cool too. You all had the same gear and everything. You know, like it looked like looked like professional from the outside. Um, yeah. At the at the uh, in the Racer X Vault, I don't know if you've ever looked at it, your results, but there's a race at the end of September, at 250 Supercross in Sacramento, and you're on a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? Yeah. Were you actually on a on a Yamaha? Did something happen? In uh, in uh, September, Subtac- Sacramento Supercross, not Hangtown. Yeah, it said you're yeah. on a Yamaha. I have no idea. I, I don't know. No, but. I think that was in '84. Yeah, '84. Yeah. No, okay. I think that was a misprint. All right, we'll try to we'll try to fix that because it does seem really out of place. Um, yeah, I was I was with Team Tam all year long. Yeah. I finished out the year with them. 
At the uh, so at the end of '84, um, Suzuki comes calling. Uh, is that a full factory rod, or was it like a a B spot, or how'd that go? What kind of did you have any choices to go anywhere else, or was it a salary ride? Like, were you how uh, how good was it? Full factory? No, that, basically that was just a um, privateer ride. Okay, I mean, I bought my own van, mm-hmm. um, and my brother was mechanic for me, and uh, they just. It was just bikes and parts. And then, you know, they helped me along with some money, you know, traveling-wise and hmm. all that. And flew no sal- no salary, though. Yeah, yeah. That. Right. So, but that that was, that was, it wasn't, it wasn't much. Right, I right. Mean, for then. But it got us through the road, and that's what counted. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, one of those things, like, I've done these with, with Kehoe. And I've done these with different guys. I just talked to Mike Healy for a while. And, mm-hmm. like, guys like you, people don't understand. Like, it's not like nowadays. You were on a Suzuki. And if you'd ever ridden a buddy's Honda, you probably would have quit the next day. Like, the mm-hmm. there was so much difference between the bikes. Mm-hmm. Suzuki, right. Suzuki's weren't that good. I mean, you had to, you had to yeah. do what you had to do, right? But Yeah, I mean, I mean that, in 85, that's, that's – I mean, the 85 bike was – the best year I ran was it with that bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the Golden State Series. Uh, I won that mm-hmm. that year, and uh, but then in '86, the bike wasn't as good and stuff. And we were back in Florida getting oh. ready for the Gainesville race, uh-huh. and um, you know the J- Japan was sending uh, Kehoe and Holland motors and stuff to to run up there. We didn't even have much time to test yeah yeah <laughs> and uh i had r&d send me a motor up there because it, it, it the bikes just weren't up to par they yeah. weren't fast enough yeah so um we were trying we were struggling at that time at the beginning you uh in 86 in 85 you uh <laughs> that was lachine and he was gone yeah. all year on yeah. works honda all year. see you later but you got some good results in there Fifth and fourth, yeah. like fourth, like yeah. you know, good. Yeah, I finished. I finished pretty well, and you know, I finished in the top five, so mm-hmm. you know, top ten and stuff. But um, you know, when Washougal came up, yeah, um, everything just clicked. There, the bike was running good. You know, yeah, power on it was it was handling good. Everything. I mean, I except for in practice, I think Eric and I crashed in that first whoop section and. You know, I rattled my cage pretty good oh, on did that you? one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I had to try to get my bearings back after that. But, um, you know, my brother was like, oh, you're not going to quit. I didn't ever say anything about quitting. <laughs> you know? You're like, for, when, once I found out what, where yeah, I am, I once, just, I, once I find I out where I telling, am. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where I was for a little while. But, yeah. Um, and then the gate dropped, man, and everything well, just clicked. I got I got. Two good starts, and Eddie Hicks, I think, was in front of me. Uh huh. And uh, no, Rick Ryan. Rick Ryan was in front of me. Yep. And uh, I got by him, and I loved that track. So I was just motoring. It was, it was it was a good feeling for once. Yeah, one one on the day. You're an answer to a trivia question because Eric Eaton won the 500s that day too, and mm-hmm. it was two guys that won their first ever nationals on the same day. And, you know, in a way, I read the Cycle News. I went back and read the Cycle News from the race. They said it was dry, slippery, really dusty. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, if a bike's not 
if a bike's a little underpowered, it's perfect for dry, slippery track. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it wasn't, I mean, obviously there's a horsepower hill, but like one of those things too, where your bike wasn't a handicap to you, you know? And, uh, right. it seems like you just dominated one, one, see you later. Kehoe went two, three or three, two or yeah. something. And, uh, AJ Whiting, you just won it, man. What a, what a feeling that must've been. Yeah, it was a great feeling. I mean, the, I remember the track and it kind of had an off camber section with a bunch of powder. There was a bunch of powder down mm -hmm. there and everybody would kind of go down low and into the powder. And I, and I got to give it up for Eric too, though, man, his uh -huh. bike was not running good at all, <laughs> but he was staying in second place. And, um, but what I was trying to do is just, I kind of stay up a little bit higher yep. on the off camber and stay out of that powder because that it was such a, soft powder that it was sucking dirt right through the filter oh yeah yeah so guys were so, yeah I, I just tried to play it smart that's what that's all it was but right. i mean and that that hill my bike was hauling up that hill because i had i had that r&d motor in that that thing at that time yeah and it just i'm more of a uh lower power band type guy uh -huh. i didn't need higher I, i'd adjust it with the, the gearing a little bit right and i needed it to come out of the corners quicker so um for that hill it got me my bike would just shoot out of that corner at the bottom and then i just clicked gears going up and i was passing guys going up that thing at, at the start yeah yeah so, it's funny because it, it was fun you have a lot of great results in one of nationals and then you say that you don't you're, you know you weren't really a screamer of the bike you know you didn't use all the top end as you know, it's just kind of contradictory, but that's good. Yeah. You know, you would think yeah. that you would just, just pin the bike, right? Because um, of all yeah. your good results. But, yeah, you know, like you said. No, I I, I was I'm, I was a guy that I, I loved the corners. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about the double jump so much as, you know, I do them and everything. But yeah. for me, it was getting in and out of the corners as quickly as possible. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's the way we set our bikes up. I'm, what was your, do you remember what your bonus was for winning? Mm, no, I don't no. really. Do you still have I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing, you know, well, well, spectacular it, amount or nothing, but I know, I know it was. They get about a hundred grand now. They get about a hundred grand, AJ, now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't getting that. <laughs> um, uh, this was also to the year. Oh, where's your trophy at? Do you still have it? Do you know where it is? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. cool. It's just sitting in my house. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a got to be a great feeling, and going one one too. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Um, oh, that was that was the best feeling. I mean, I I I was I pulled like thirty seconds on those guys within yeah the first three laps. Right. So I was as a mechanic. It was fun. As a mechanic, I, I won one national with a, a guy on a KTM going one four. And uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter for me. It still is one of my proudest moments as a mechanic. Is is my rider won the national? You know, so right, um, exactly. This was a year of the two. The, you, of course, you raced two fifty Supercross the, for most of the year. It looks like you didn't race every single race, or maybe you did. But um, this was the the two main event years. Well, that was weird, right? Like two twelve lappers or something. Um, in two fifty Supercross, they, I think they had um, at Kelly Coliseum. They had a dash for cash mm -hmm. yeah something like that and i gotta tell you this story though yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> i was over in europe before i came over to that race okay and um 
I think I flew in the night before. So I had a bunch of jet lag coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I raced every single race there was <laughs> that Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. And, and because I finished well in the last chance qualifier, um, they put me in the dash for cash. Okay. But my result for that that weekend was the best result I've ever had in a Supercross, and that was seventh. So, oh, geez, go figure, right? Yeah, I, I was pretty beat, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Did you ever think about going to the GPs? Did you ever get an offer? Did you ever talk to anybody about going over there? Um, yeah, I actually went over there for uh, nine months. Oh, you did? And, yeah, and raced over there on uh, Kajivas. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll get to that because I want to ask you about the Kajiva because you're on Kajiva in America, too. Um, yeah, I did that for a little bit too. So eighty-five, you win the national. You're, uh, I think you're fourth overall again in one thirty-five nationals. Let me check. I, I should have my notes here. Yeah, fourth again in uh, one thirty-five nationals and in uh, decent in Supercross too. Does Suzuki up your support for eighty-six, or do they um, tell you to beat it? No, they just basically kept it the same. Okay. They didn't yeah. really up it. I mean, I think George, I remember George Holland got hurt once, and they let me ride his bike because of my results and stuff. Okay. Um, um, and I remember in Texas at one of the supercrosses, I was right behind machine and I came around the corner and it popped out of gear and I, I busted my finger and I went <laughs> over the bars, right? There was a double coming out of yeah, the corner. Yeah. Um, but, this was, uh, Hannah was on the team. How was that? Did you have much interaction with Hannah? Um, yeah, we talked. Yeah. Um, but I, I was a quiet kid. Uh-huh. I wasn't, I wasn't, I just tried to keep to myself and do my thing. And, um, I talked to him and stuff, but I'm not, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, he, we're friends. You no, know, but he didn't take you aside and go testing with you or anything like that or nothing like that. Yeah. I did that one year with, uh, Yamaha and went testing with, uh, Mike Bell and Hannah. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah. I think Johnson was there, too. And Hannah was just yelling about how shitty those Yamahas were back then? Yeah. But, you know, you want to talk about, uh, again, like you said, your 86 was worse. Your 86 R125 worse than the 85. Um, Yeah. And 86, too, this is the year that uh, they combined the classes. So it was only two classes, 125 and 250 or 125 and 500. So it was more of a stacked field. It was a deep, mm-hmm. way deeper field for for entire nationals, but you still had good results again, and again on yeah. a Suzuki that just wasn't very good. <laughs> right. Um, I don't even remember if I finished. I think I finished in the top five that year too. But yeah, um, it uh, you got fifth yeah. at Southwick, so that's good on a on a slow yeah. block. So yeah, I mean it, they let us start doing some stuff to it after mm-hmm. a little bit, but <clears throat> um. Uh, and then this was this was Kehoe, this was Holland again, Schmidt, right? Donnie Schmidt would have been on the factory team. There's a yeah, bunch of so. bunch of guys on Suzuki's back then. They just flooded yeah. the class. You were one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, uh, it was a big, uh, quite a few guys on Suzuki's back then. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break here on the uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast show presented by Fox Race. And listen to this commercial from Racetech, Racetech.com. They're now doing uh, engine work down there, so you can check, check them out. They've got years of experience with guys down there, and uh, they've got all, a brand-new shop, brand-new equipment. So they, as well as suspension, they can also kill it with motors. And Michelin Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. They've got a brand-new tire out, Michelin Starcross 5. You probably never used Michelin's, AJ, ever. Mm, but no. 
Um, well, I got a brand new tire for you. Two, four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, and uh, easier mounting. And, and they're lighter, too. So Michelin Starcross 5, check them out. We'll be right back with AJ Whiting. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech, Privateer Proven, they work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiff is that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this, um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire they cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. AJ Whiting on the line. AJ, did you always wear an answer just because you, grew, you know, Eddie Cole was a buddy? I always remember you wearing an answer. Uh, he he he's the first one that helped me out. Okay, and uh, yep. he just he just kept uh, feeding me his stuff, and then started feeding me bonuses and stuff yeah, like yeah. that too. So okay, um, we just stuck with him because 
he was he was the one helping us yeah. out that time. But we weren't getting any other offers from anybody else. So. Good dude. Nice guy. Still talk to him. Yeah. Whenever I see love him. the guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, you were in some ads too, man. You, O'Mara. You guys mm-hmm. were they put you in some ads. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I was, those were kinda those were fun ads. They're trying to get us to do some funny things. But. Hey, they had one ad with like Hannah with bars and O'Mara and Donnie Hansen mm-hmm. was smoking or something and they had leather jackets and you were yep. sunglasses. <laughs> do you remember those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, were, we were motocross rock stars, basically. I know. When you flip through old magazines, you're like, check that out. Eddie Cole is ahead of his time with this weirdo ad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, he, he was pushing the he was pushing the ads pretty good. It was fun. Dude, and who was the chick? Was it like a local chick or was it actually a real model in those things? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was I think it was a model. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't anybody's girlfriend or nothing. <laughs> no, it wasn't anybody's girlfriend. Or it was a model for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, eighty six again, another some solid results. Um at the end of the did you get hurt though? Because your results end kinda early. Did you get hurt? Yeah, actually in 85 I got hurt too. Okay. I ruptured my spleen, but in 86 um that I think that's when I I hurt my finger. Was it the finger? Yeah. I yeah, I couldn't ride a couple supercross. Uh-huh. And then uh also I I think we were at a press day in at Coliseum I kind of missed the jump and went over the bars and tweaked my neck, and I couldn't ride um, Saturday night because of it. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so at the end of 86, Suzuki, you said you get to Kiva. You went to do the, the GPs, but nothing in America? Like nobody had anything for you? Well, I tried to. We, we, uh, Kajiva, which was uh, Dave Osterman. Osterman, was yeah. Man- yeah, he was managing the team, and um so we we tried to put some races together and hit some nationals over here with the Kajivas. Um didn't go that great. <laughs> it was hard to get them to handle. Yeah, were they any um, good? Were they fast at least? Uh they they weren't as fast as the, the Japanese bikes. Okay. But um so then after that uh I we Somehow I talked to a guy over in Germany, and okay. he's the one that got me set up for. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of you, but no, that's fine. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so you were gonna ride Kagiva USA, and yeah. then somewhere along the line, some guy from Germany says, "Hey, come over to the GP." Yeah, we, yeah, we're gonna we went over there. I think I did some supercrosses over there and stuff, and I talked to him over there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, promised me some stuff. You know, I was gonna get factory stuff and yeah, all yeah. that, right? And uh, I started riding the GPs and stuff, and the thing wasn't, I was getting smoked again down the straightaways and, <laughs> and trying to make it up in the turns, and I wasn't getting the parts. I was getting factory parts, but off of their factory riders' bikes. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> they were all like used and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was getting used tires. I was getting, you know. This would have been, um, hey, this would have been Strybos. Davey Strybos was their lead rider then, I think. Yeah, yes. And, exactly. And and so how many – what was your best result at a GP? I don't even remember you doing any, to be honest. But how would you do? Um, I didn't do very well, actually. <laughs> I was getting really frustrated over yeah, there yeah. because I, I wasn't getting what I was told I was getting. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually I just – I told the guy I gave his truck back, his bikes back, and I, I left him. 
and I had my dad ship my Honda over, and I bought another Honda when I was over there from England. Okay. And we just tried to hit it from there, and the results were coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but just ran out of time. Didn't I couldn't get going. It was it was a it's a whole different monster over there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The tracks are faster. They're uh-huh. not as tight as our tracks are over here and mm-hmm. um I had to try to um change my bike around to try to get faster, you know, for the straightaways and stuff they had over there. Mhm. So um yeah, it, it, at least maybe you were making some money at least in the in those days or now in the Kiva days. No, uh, no, not really. No, no. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't making too much. Yeah, and also too, people got to remember, there's no internet back then. There's no cell phones. It's a we. It's a hard life over in Europe at this point of view. There's also you know like countries that are Eastern Bloc and crossing borders and changing your money and everything. Right? Like it's exactly. a it's a big deal. Yeah, it, it's it wasn't an easy deal, and you know, having you had to have your passport everywhere you went because you had to go through borders, and mm-hmm. you know they they check your bands all the time and right. all that. Um, but the benefit I got out of it is I got to travel all over Europe, sure, um, and see all the countries over there. Right. So. Like I said, there's always a positive and, <laughs> yeah. and a negative. So. Yeah, you did two races in America. You got 12th at Gatorback and 19th at Hangtown with Osterman as your manager. Off the bug days. Yeah. Next time I see him. Yeah, those, those were terrible. <laughs> those were terrible. Not after after the results I was getting before. Yeah, that. no, not at all, right? Um, so the end of 87, were you just, that's it, I got to get a job, just done, no offers? Or did you try to, I, there's... The, the vault has you racing in 88 and 93, but I don't know if that's accurate or not, but yeah, yeah, I tried to come back in 93. It didn't work too <laughs> it well. didn't work out um, so well. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't work out well, but, um, yeah, in 87, 88, um, I was, I was, I was working hard. Dave and I actually, he was helping me out, uh-huh. um, with training and stuff like that. And I was, I was getting stronger and everything, and mm-hmm. I guess I guess I just I got burnt out. Yeah, yeah. It was, and decided to just kind of hang it up because I I was getting tired of getting hurt and trying to strive back, and then getting hurt again, and then trying to strive back. And it was just it's yeah. just the wear and tear on me was was getting me. Hey, it's the same story now, guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it's the same story. Yeah, but he, but they keep coming back. I mean, look at Kennard. Yeah, no, I mean, no. That guy, yeah. that guy right there, he's my hero, man. Yeah. The way the way he's he's coming back all the time and coming back fast. Yeah. No, for sure. You know, every like a guy like Dean Wilson, he he won a two you know motor drive national championship basically, and then kept getting hurt and. It's harder to get back every time. Canard is the exception. You know, every time mm-hmm. you, you, you get hurt, and I worked for Tim Ferry for a long time, and he got mm-hmm. hurt a bunch, and same thing. It's a hard grind to get back, to get some momentum, to get back to where you were, you know, when every time right. you, uh, you, get right. beat, you, know, you get beat down. So. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, it started with broken legs and, you know, stuff like that, trying to, you know, I, break, I broke my leg and I put uh, – 
they put a cast on it, and I put a rubber booty on it, and I was swimming in the pool just trying to, <laughs> you know, stay in shape. Was this know? in 88, the, the after? In 88 you broke your leg? Uh, or when did you do that? I, the, I, broke, I actually broke my growth plate in my left leg. Oh, jeez. Um, in 83? Mm-hmm. Or 83? 82 or 83. Yeah, yeah. I was still on Yamaha's at that time. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a hard one to come. They they weren't they weren't sure if they were going to cut my leg off or what. Jeez. They didn't know if it was going to grow anymore. Yeah, and yeah, right, right. My dad's like, no, you just need to leave it, <laughs> leave it, see what happens with it, and and everything came out fine. But and then I broke my right leg testing for Yamaha, um, up at at Atlanta. Oh yeah. And um, that's when I was putting my cast on and yeah, rubber booty and <laughs> rubber trying to get, booties. you know, a lot of the stuff that I got hurt on was when I was practicing. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I didn't get hurt too much when I was racing, but mm-hmm. broke my collarbone practicing. I was my spleen. I messed that up practicing. So it, it, <laughs> it's because in practice, you put in so much time in. Yeah. And yeah. the hours you're putting in, and you're trying to focus all those times, and it's just you make one little mistake, and you're you're done. And plus, I didn't have like tracks like they have now. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You could just go practice on. I I was out in Little Rock making a track up in the hills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just trying to put lap times in on those. But. Right. Um, what was your favorite track? Favorite national track? Do you have one that stands out? Um. I liked, I really liked Carlsbad. No, oh, jeez, uh, really? Hard pack. Yeah, I, li- I liked it because it was so technical. Uh-huh. Um, I liked technical tracks. Um, Florida was good. I liked Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, that was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, hey, you had some good results. You had some good results at Gainesville. Washougal, yeah, obviously. Washougal is my favorite track. <laughs> I love that track. There you go, right? You should go up now, man. It's a shell of what it used to be. Even I started being a mechanic in '96, and it was mm-hmm. still kind of loamy. It's gone now, man. It's uh, the dirt's all Sorry. down. There's rocks showing up everywhere. It's not a loamy track like you used to remember it. That's for sure. Right. But yeah. But it's still beautiful I love up the there. Top of that hill, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Flying over the top of the top of that hill, I, the the floating ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never it never goes away. No, yeah, exactly right. Um, okay, so we've covered a lot of your races, and you've had some great ones. Besides Washougal, is there one that stands out? I mean, obviously Washougal was your greatest race. Won one, destroyed everybody. You know, won the national, everything else. But is there another one that stands out? A Supercross or something? Or is there any anything that stands out for you? Um, more more supercrosses were the the the. There was hardly any track that stood out for me. I was struggling <laughs> yeah, yeah. with those. You know, they, they were testing different types of uh, tracks on you, and the peaks on the jumps were more peaky than they are now. They weren't. Yeah. They're, they weren't flow. No, dog, no flow. Yeah, Dogger used to say like yeah. different guys would build different tracks every week, and you have to get used to them, and you know. Transitions were tough and everything else. Well, what they did in Anaheim one year is they made a flat ground uh-huh. and they just took a backhoe and backhoed out like a washboard section, <laughs> and everybody was just like, "What are you?" Right. Burnsworth, I think Burnsworth was the first one to try to go through it, mm-hmm. and he got almost all the way through it and into 
but it was crazy. That was that was nuts. They had to get guys out there and get the shovels, <laughs> you know, try to round them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um but uh, outdoor track. Yeah, like besides Washougal, is there one that is another day that stands out in your mind? Redbud. Redbud, yeah. I loved Redbud. Yeah, it's it pretty good, right? Nice track. Yeah. And I imagine there's no races from when you were on Kajiva that stand out. <laughs> that what? There's no races when you were on Kajiva that stand out at all for you. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, but, I know. Really. But they had that big, they had that big triple at, at Redbud that we were doing on the 125s too. Oh yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was that, that was fun. Right. I mean that you had to come all the way from the bottom and get a good run at it. Mm-hmm. You can make it over it. <laughs> <laughs> on a Suzuki especially, you needed a lot of run at yeah. that. Dude, yeah. can you imagine if you ever were buddies with Dogger and you said, hey, let me ride that 85 Honda 125. Let me try that thing out. Right. Hold <laughs> on, oh, man. That's only two. I know. Let you would have never, never let it go. You would have just rode off to your house or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not giving it back. You can you uh, here, you, before, you ride my Suzuki for a little while. Let's see how this goes. Right. Um, I'll trade you one for weekend i know right jeez those are those are the days um well hey um aj thanks for uh, thanks for doing this man thanks for a little walk down memory lane i, I appreciate it um uh, again washugal no winner one one uh lots of many fourth overall twice and on top of nationals and uh yeah a lot of good times for sure a lot of good results as well so um i hope you're doing well the btosports.com racer x podcast presented by fox racing thanks aj no problem Steve. thank you very much all right thanks man This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, if anybody ever sit me down, 
course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled piss and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.